FYI, this podcast contains spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the podcast that goes snicked. Snicked. We're your host, Jason and Denise of Inable. What's up? Not much, but we're here to, uh, well, I, I tell you what's up, the end of June. That's what's up. No. We're here to finish up June 2015. Can it be? Yes. There's no more? No more is done. Your birthday month is over. <laughs> so sorry. I still got some time, man. <laughs> I still got partying to do. That's right. I got a double fist it for another three days. <laughs> Hopefully longer than that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna mostly talk about uh, Secret Wars. Secret In case you Wars. didn't hear our uh, yeah shh, our new secret theme song. It's such a secret. It's, it is it's a secret because we did like ten more seconds. We'd have to pay royalties. <laughs> <laughs> so shh. Actually, I don't know what All the American time rejects. time restraints are, but um, I'm we sure we're fine. We did not steal your song. Yeah, um, but yeah. So we mostly just have secret wars. We have Old Man Logan, and if all goes according to plan, our secret wars correspondents this episode will be Georgie with X Men '92 and Dave with uh, Deadpool's Secret Secret Wars. Secret Secret Wars. Yeah. Is that like? A double-edged sword? Are you just now catching up with this? Yes. <laughs> okay. But anyway... Um, That's what happens when you yawn. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, then we have another book that we might talk about. What um, is it? That's not Secret Wars, but you'll have to wait and see. No. Here, whisper so, it in my ear. Whisper, whisper, shh, 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 whisper. <gasps> you don't care. Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay, now that you've given me stuff... Extra editing. <laughs> ah, so sorry. Yeah. Would you like me to huff a little bit more? You can edit those out too. Yeah. <sighs> but anyway, um, how about we talk about what little content we have? <sighs> okay. In the words of Scott Ackerman, we just want to create some content. Let's create content. All right. Here we go. Okay. So first up, we have Old Man Logan number two. Eh, what's that you say, Shelly? Two. Two no, what? I don't need to go number two. That's why I wear these depends. Oh my goodness, this just went in the shitter. <laughs> Literally. Yes, but old man Logan number two. Logan in a diaper. Brought to you by... Depends. Depends. <laughs> That's the sponsor. But it's written by... Brian Michael Bendis. With art by Andrea Sorrentino, colors by Marcello Maiolo, and letters by VCs Corey Pettit. Woo! Actually, no, I should do it in Old Man Logan voice. (laughs) 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 And the cover is also by Sorrentino and Maiolo. And this cover is pretty damn sweet. It's awesome. So we have Old Man Logan versus a younger Logan. And I actually didn't even catch because on my crummy cover, I have the barcode that covers up most of it. On the iPad, where there is no barcode... And the Secret Wars logo is shifted down, too. Yeah, you can really see the stumpy stuff. So you know 
That is uh, Age of Apocalypse Wolverine. Nice. And now that I look, you can also see the little red tattoo on his head. Um, oh. and I just thought it was Shadow. Yeah, I thought that at first too. But now that I know who it is, I know what to look for. <laughs> but I will say I like the colors on yours better. Yes, well, I love the way the claws glint in whatever light you're glinting in. Yeah. And Sorrentino just draws two angry-looking wolverines. They're, and they're just yelling at each other. Yeah. So I won't lie. Um, well, first of all, I also love the font and the color of the title. Yeah. As superimposed over the cover. It looks really, really great. And I even like the way the credits under the title. Like the whole thing, you know, we talked about number one looks designed. like a movie poster. This also kind of looks like a... Well, and it, it's designed really nicely. Yes. Like it's not just beautiful art. Right, like, no, the whole thing's just a great cover. Yeah, like even the way the marble sits, like, in the corner between the top of Logan's head and the cover. Right. Cover corner. It, it's just all placed nicely together. I agree. It's very well put together. A super cover. I won't lie, though. Uh-oh. So, at the end of the last issue, we had Wolverine was going to go, or I'm sorry, Old Man Logan. Wolverine's retired. <laughs> old Man Logan was going to... um breach his domain, his borders, and go looking, go on a, on a treasure hunt for some Ultron head information. He was going to climb the wall. Yeah. And then I saw this cover. And so I thought, okay, we're going to have like a Highlander type story. Like old man Logan is going to wander around different parts of Battle World. There can be only one. Exactly. <laughs> fighting the other Wolverines and probably killing them. And until he was the last one left, and that's why he's the one that's going to survive Secret Wars. That's an interesting uh, take on it. After reading this, I don't think that's what we're going to get. Damn. (laughs) I was looking for some Wolverine on Wolverine action. I know, right? But actually, this cover uh, doesn't actually occur in this comic. (laughs) So. Boo. Yeah. But I, you know, let's let's see what we got. So we start off with old man Logan climbing over the wall that divides his land. And his fingers are all bloody and mangled. He's been climbing up a wall. Yeah, but you'd think he'd be able to scale it better with his claws. Yeah, I don't know. But he gets up and he sees a busted up New York skyline. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, we know it's New York because we see the Statue of Liberty. But the other buildings are pretty nondescript, which is probably better. And, of course, Old Man Logan's like, what the hell is this, another New York? How is that possible? And then we get a voice from beyond. Yes, and we have a Thor, which may or may not be Storm Thor. But she doesn't, I mean, she has lightning, but all the Thors have lightning. And she looks kind of like Storm, but she... She has wings coming out of her head. Well, that's part of her Storm, or Thor helmet. Does that make sense? What doesn't make sense is, is that she has no nose. Like in any of the panels. In I thought, any of them? I maybe the first one I thought, okay, well, he just didn't want to draw the detail. But then we get a nice big close-up with no nose. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I don't know. Even in she, her profile, she has no nose. Yeah. I don't know if this is some kind of alien, so I don't think it's Storm. But it is a Thor. And, of course, she says to Logan, anybody can't, can't cross the boundaries. It's forbidden. And then Please I lo- step behind the line. <laughs> right. I love what old man Logan says. He goes, why are you dressed like a dead man? <laughs> Which, to be fair, though, this also kind of answers my only kind of, I wouldn't even call it a complaint, but kind of my question about last issue. And so for whatever reason, most of the other Secret War stories that we've had 
the people in the various lands seem to be pretty aware of the other of the other lands. But old man Logan, for whatever reason, seemed very surprised to find anything on the other side of the wall, much less like another New York and another land. So I'm wondering if maybe either he individually or most of the people in his land are not really aware of where they are. And if so, that would explain why they would give so much importance to one Thor hammer, because in their universe, there's still only one Thor. Right. And now, but he's seeing another Thor, and we know he's surprised because he's like, Thor's dead. Why are you wearing his get up? Right. So I thought that was really interesting and really cool. But of course, she doesn't let him answer, or she gets mad. She goes, I'm not dead. And she blasts him with some lightning, a big Cthulhu. And I like these panels are divided by thick lightning bolt lines. A really sweet double page spread, even without her nose. I love the, um, what would have been gory, how it's just sort of monochromatic reds. Yes, I like that too. It, it, it's an interesting way of showing it without being too gruesome. Yeah. Well, that middle panel of him being struck by the lightning, which also reminded me of Highlander. <laughs> <laughs> But the color on that is fantastic. Yeah. Just the right amount of white and blue. Just perfect. Yeah. But yeah, she fries Logan. And, you know, as most of the time in movies, when someone gets fried, they shoot back. So he falls off the wall. Just, woo! (laughs) And uh, he busts through some jungle, which I'm not sure where this jungle came from. I was going to say, what side is he on now? Because he was staring at ocean. Well, he, yeah, he was staring at, like, either ocean or just barren land, and he came from pretty barren land. Right, and now we have, like, luscious greenery. And we know he's on, well, we know, we'll know in a minute what side he's on, but he must have went pretty far, or in this other really wide panel, like, right there is some jungle, which it is kind of greenish, so it could be, but... Stretching! Yeah. Anyway, he lands in some jungle... Our noseless Thor goes to look for him, but she's content that all she can find is some monkeys. And we see old man Logan. It doesn't even look like he's popping his claws. It looks like they just kind of stuck out a little bit when he fell. Yeah. An involuntary pop. I was going to say, it's more like an involuntary reaction. Don't worry, Logan. It happens to most guys, especially at your age. They make medicine for that. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, he's hiding under some logs and... Thor flies off in a really cool panel where she's tiny in the sky. I thought it looked like a skull. Kind of, yeah, a little red skull. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. There's, a, there's a treasure trove. An Easter egg for you. But a uh, naked healing old man Logan, <laughs> like Terry Bradshaw in a Failure to Launch. Is that the one? Yes. Or is it... Um, no, it's Failure to Launch one? It's one of the Matthew ones with... Um, yeah, with all right, all right, all right. And... um. Uh, Sarah horse face. Jessica Parker. <laughs> the horrible According to movie. Fa- family guy. Um, anyway. It's a horrible movie. Yeah, but anyway, so naked Terry Bradshaw walks up. He drinks some water and he sees a tiger. He's like, don't. I, lo- well, I love when it goes red and white. Yeah. And that was really cool. And I gotta say, Sorrentino draws a pretty sweet tiger. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. I like also Logan's, uh, not that his mental struggle, but he doesn't want to hurt the animal. No, he doesn't. He, he doesn't wish to do anything to the tiger. He knows it's just a beast trying to survive, but it attacks him, so he has to double-snicked it. Yeah. 
And the tiger goes down. Again, we go monochromatic for the violence. Yeah. I really like the dark red in that, too, against the white background. It looks really cool. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. I also love the water splashing in just the right places. Yeah. So, anyway, the tiger dies. Logan's mad. But someone else finds him. We, they heard the scuffle, and it's Age of Apocalypse Sabretooth. Ooh. Yeah. I will say, so on the iPad, if you do, what is it called? Guided view? Guided view. Yeah, when you get to this page, it's really bizarre, and I didn't like it. But as soon as I zoomed out and looked at the whole, the page as a whole, I thoroughly enjoyed it. See, I thought it gave you the whole page first and then broke it down. No, once. On this one? That's so you weird. You get Sabretooth, and then yeah. it scoots over, and then it gives you this top part, That's too and bad. then you go... Yes, it's much more impactful if you see the whole page at once. Yeah. And then go back and read the dialogue. Yeah. But um, anyway, uh, he's like, ooh, a Wolverine. Oh, you don't look like Wolverine. But but you're mine. You smell like Wolverine. Just, you know, poopier. <laughs> Older. Yeah. More grizzled. You <laughs> smell like Wolverine and leather. Anyway, the uh, apocalyptic guards shoot at him with their little laser beams. Sam is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's my birthday. I'll tear him up. But then we have more lightning. Another Cthulhu. And you think, oh, the Thor came back. She's going to save save our runt. Now, hey, so they use Cthulhu. They use it here and they used it in the beginning with the uh-huh. lightning Thor. Right. You think that's their way of saying, yes, that was Storm Thor? Possibly. I think it's a pretty universal thunder lightning sound in comics, but... It could be. The okay. way of saying this is Storm Thor just with no nose. But Storm, he had a nose job. Storm here has a nose. Anyway, so it's not Thor, it's Storm. And uh and Logan, old man Logan's like, No. It's a night it's a dream, it's a nightmare. And she's like, Uh yeah and he goes, It can't be But I No It's not true It can't be but I love... And then he drops off the little cloud city. Yeah. Storm is not by herself, though. No. She's with the Age of Apocalypse X-Men. And I love their we little have, banter. I'm oh, yeah. sorry. Go ahead. No, we, have, there. we have Blink, Iceman, Colossus, and someone with glowy fist and blonde hair that I don't remember who it is. She's giving you the, what's up? Du- yeah. Is she giving you finger guns or thumbs up? Thumb- oh, no, the finger guns. Finger yeah. guns. But I love because they're like... He looks exactly like, and he's like, he looks like his dad. Yeah, or maybe his granddad. That's that's Iceman, who's yeah. typical Iceman sense of humor, particularly Bendis style. Yeah, um, I loved it. Uh, and then Logan kind of passes out. He faints, whatever. He comes to. Yeah, we get another double snicked. And he's in like an old Japanese studio house. Like a pagoda? Yeah, with the paper walls. Yeah. And there's an old picture of the X-Men from a giant size, number one territory. But he's not alone because guess who's with him? Emma. Emma Frost. And I, no, I just saw you die. This place is messing with my head. And Emma says, we're inside your head. This was the only place I could find inside your memories that you even slightly agreed with. <laughs> and he keeps telling her, get out of my head. And she's right. like, well, uh, I'm kind of not alone. Well, and she says, I see your memories. You have memories of killing all the X-Men. But uh, that can't be because we're still here. So either you're like the most powerful psychic ever or you're insane and you have 
false memories or you just dream the whole thing and your your life isn't really a life. Right. He's like, get me out of here now. And so she takes him back to reality. Iceman has frozen his mouth shut, but is still able to talk. And we are joined by Magneto and Rogue. And they're like, man, it, it looks like him. And uh, <laughs> one of my favorite lines in the book, Iceman. So uh, Magneto says, what is your name? And Iceman says, how about old man Logan? Wait, it's not really that, is it? I love that. I also love uh, Emma's like, Logan, you promised to stay calm. Right. So you have to kind of wonder, like, what all did she peek into his head that she thinks he's just going to go off? Right. Well, she probably senses him panicking. I mean, here he is. I mean, what are some of the options? Okay, someone's playing a trick on me. Right. If they're doing that, they're bad guys. Right. Or shapeshifters, bad guys, probably. Right. You know, like, these guys are dead. There's Unless I died also. Right. I'm you know, in heaven. Right. I'm in Wolvie heaven. I'm in heaven. But they also think, well, no, this is a trick, that someone sent another Wolverine. And they're like, why? They can't infiltrate our ranks. We already have one. <laughs> Colossus is like, we have a Logan. <laughs> Love that. And then we have a red dot. I think it's supposed to be a crack in the wall. Is it a bullet? Or no, just a crack from the other side? Yeah. Yeah, like they're they're bashing through it. And okay. so it's the crack on the other side slowly. Yeah. And so busting through the wall are Sabretooth, Lady Deathstrike, and Mr. Sinister. And Magneto's like, this is your fault. And he, we get a scene very rem- reminiscent of the X-Men movie where Magneto like crucifies Logan in the air by stretching out his metal yeah. And Wolverine screams, Earl Man Logan screams, and Magneto chunks him out the window. That's in one way to get rid of him. Yeah. And so he falls out in the rain. Um, oh, just real fast, though, before we move on too far. I really love uh, Sorrentino's designs on Death Strike and Sinister. Okay. Just want to point that out. But Logan is super confused, but now we get a last double-page spread in the red rain, and there's... Fire and lightning and the sky. Red skies tonight. Whoa. Whoa. I have no idea what you're singing. It's an old 80s song. Sorry. A new wave song. Um, anyway, we have in the, amidst the rubble and decay, a really sweet looking apocalypse. We also have the biggest question that I had in this whole book. Okay. Who put Logan's pants on? Um, they probably put him on. He woke up with them on. Uh-huh. Yeah, so whenever they brought him home, they're like, well. We got to cover that thing up. I'm tired of looking at the uh, old wrinkly dingling. So someone get this unconscious dude some pants. <laughs> yeah, I wonder who pulled the shortest straw for that one. I'm going to assume Iceman. <laughs> oh, also back in the beginning when Sabretooth first showed up. And he goes, why do you look so old and wrinkly? One heel too many? I thought that was pretty funny. That was funny. Yeah. So, what do you think of the art? Loved it. Yeah, this book is so beautiful, so pretty. Would you like to have a moment with it? Yeah, could I? Okay. I want to spork with it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the story? Um, hmm. I'm a little on the fence. Okay. I feel like we didn't go very far, but yet... It ended with enough questions to make me go, ooh, ooh, can't wait for next week or next month or whenever it comes out. Right. 
So I'm middle of the road on the story. I feel like it was it's a buffer. Like it's filler between the next one. Right. Because we have to get him from point A to point B. And we needed this to do that. Yeah. I, first of all, really enjoyed all the dialogue. Yeah. Bendis, as usual, pretty good at, at both serious and funny conversation. I agree. I'm a little surprised because that means we're going to at least have some sort of fight in the next issue where we'll, Old Man Logan will still be an Age of Apocalypse land. So I kind of thought he might be like in a different place every issue, but he's going to at least start off in the same place next issue. Right. How long will he be there? I don't know. Maybe maybe he'll witness the beginning of a big fight between Apocalypse and the X-Men and he may like get lost. I don't know. That doesn't sound like Old Man Logan to me that he would just run away from a fight, but we'll see. But I, I actually hope, I'd love to see Old Man Logan fight Apocalypse. Even if the other Wolverine still ends up showing up. Well, and this is my first experience with Apocalypse. It wasn't Kid Apocalypse. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I forgot about that. So, yeah. But, man, I love the way Sorrentino draws them. That's pretty pretty menacing. I'll say this. I didn't enjoy it quite as much as the first one. I, I would agree to that. And I didn't enjoy it as much as I anticipate I'm going to enjoy the next one. I would agree with that. But I don't know if I'm going to grade it any lower or not. What are you going to grade Old Man Logan number two? I'm going to give it four out of six. Okay. It would get a five if I felt like the story gave me a little bit more. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and stick with a five. I'm still really digging it. The the art's too good for one thing. And I enjoy kind of the displacement of Old Man Logan and like the subterfuge. I think he's being tricked and the other X-Men think that he's tricking them and maybe even betrayed them. Right. Like, as far as they're concerned, the it's mass his confusion. Fault. Yeah, it's his fault that Apocalypse found him because Sabretooth tracked him back. Right. But yeah, I'm still going to stay with five out of six claws. Okay. But yeah, so that's Old Man Logan. Um, Next up, we're going to shoot off to uh some of our uh, Secret Wars correspondents. We have Georgie. We'll cover X-Men 92. And Dave will cover... Deadpool's Secret Secret Wars. I'm going to admit up front, I have not read either of these yet. <gasps> Scandalous. All right. Have you? No. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know. But I'm, I'm only the co-host. That's true. <laughs> I get to squeak by. <laughs> right, right. So I don't know if I will or not, but um, we're going to see what they have to say, and we're going to take their grades at face value. They will speak for the podcast. Ooh, yeah. living on the edge. Uh, they pretty much did last time anyway. <laughs> Ooh, living on the edge twice. <laughs> yeah. But um, anyway, so first off, we're going to go to Georgie. Take it away, Georgie. Yeah, with X-Men 92. But but I, I don't wanna. Oh, Jason, why do you make me do this? Mm. <sighs> tough it out, tough it out, George. Tough it out. You can do this. You can do this. Okay, okay. <sighs> okay. This is Georgie V reporting again from Japan, here to cover X Men. 92, chapter 2, here comes tomorrow. Oh, God. Writers, Chad Bowers and Chris Sims. Artist, Scott Koblish. Colorist, Matt Miller. And letterer, VCs, Travis Lanham. First page, first panel, let's look at it. 
Do I have to? I have to look at it. Let's look at it. Let's review it. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. Okay. First panel. That's a lot of words. Why are there so many words? It's a comic. It's not a novel. Is, is this going to get any better? Issue two, it's... it's. Oh, all right, all right. Let's, okay, 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 okay. So getting past the first bit of dialogue, which is way too much, we look at the art and it's just as bad. Oh boy. This is, it looks, it's starting to look amateurish, honestly. Especially lots of the panels with, with Storm and Rogue's hair. It looks like just white blobs with no definition. Uh, there are several panels that have Gambit in it who, it doesn't really look like Gambit. And even worse, Sabretooth looks like, oh, so spoilers, Sabretooth is in this issue and he looks bad. He looks like thin and muscular at the same time, like kind of gangly, and also more like a, a glam rock 70s artist, more than a, you know, a crazy feral enemy of Wolverine, so <sighs> just another disappointment in this book. Uh, so what happens in the book? There's a little bit of, of story progress. The X-Men arrive at this island where someone is trying to cure mutants basically through some therapy. It all looks pretty much like a trap. It turns out to be a trap. And then after they're caught, Cyclops says, I knew it. So if you knew it, why did you, why did you go there? <laughs> that, to be fair, that is very much what happens in the TV show. So it's, it's staying with character. To be serious for a second, it is a little bit better than the first issue. The... There are several panels of Wolverine that are much better. In general, they're close-up panels, so like right on his face when he's angry about Sabretooth being there. Uh, there's a few nice panels, but otherwise, it looks pretty rough. The other thing that always upset me about the TV show would be that they'd have all these sort of peripheral uh, X characters or X characters from other X books, like uh, the 90s X Factor or, you know... Uh, the 90s X-Force and you know you, you get like Polaris or Strong Guy or Shatterstar sort of in the background in, in this book as well and they're in their classic costumes but maybe it's the continuity bug in me I don't know how they would exist if, and the X-Men would never know them it's uh, it makes me angry nerd stupid nerd Georgie anyway Professor X decides to help out his team and he only ends up getting defeated in the astral plane because Professor X in the books is always getting defeated. So is it stupid? Yes. Is it in character with the TV show? Yes. So I can't really fault anyone for that. Plus the art when he's fighting on the astral plane is not so bad. So kudos, I guess. Um, I didn't feel like destroying my laptop when I was looking at it. So that's, that's a plus. And uh, spoiler alert, this person uh, on the island who's curing mutants is the Shadow King in the cloned female body of Professor X. So just picture like Professor X's head on like, uh, you know, bald and sort of aged on uh, a very fit woman. And, and there's your enemy. So I hope... Uh, 
Anyway, um, they fight. Professor X gets beaten up on the astral plane. Blah, 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 blah. And end of the issue. So, uh, good points. The art is slightly better. Uh, the writing is slightly better. The character interactions feel less forced. So, it's an improvement from issue one. But I still would not call this a good comic. I would not recommend anyone pick this up. Um, we get a little bit more Wolverine in this. And he comes off being the smartest character in the issue. So, you know, there's, there's, there's some minor things that are enjoyable. But otherwise, don't, don't, don't do this. <sighs> don't do this to yourself. Don't torture yourself like I tortured myself. That I blame Jason for now. I'm not sure if we're friends anymore after this. I don't know if I can... <sighs> Jason, why? <sighs> oh, and by the way, I'm giving this one out of six claws. The end. Georgie, out. All right. Thank you so much, Georgie. Man, sounds rough out there in Battle World, but uh, we appreciate you making the uh, sacrifice for the podcast. You will uh, be rewarded in your next life. <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, Denise had to step out of the studio uh, for the rest of the episode. She is uh, doing some planning with her mom for Ethan's birthday party, so they got that. Um, but I'm kind of glad because I uh, have a confession to make. I kind of screwed up. Um, yeah, I thought that E for Extinction came out next week, but it came out this week, um, you know, and should have been on this episode, but I did not give the person I asked to review it enough time to get it done. So, we will talk about it in depth and have a nice uh, review from a guest correspondent on the next ep Secret Wars episode. So, you have that to look forward to. Um, so, yeah, with, with that in mind, let's go to uh, Dave for Deadpool's Secret Secret Wars number two. Hey everybody, this is Dave, your Deadpool correspondent, with a quick look at the most recent issue of the Deadpool-related Secret Wars tie-in, Deadpool's Secret Secret Wars number two. Uh, the creative team on this issue is the same as number one, uh, with Matteo Lolly on art, and it's written by Cullen Bunn, and the cover art is by Tony Harris. The issue picks up right after the end of issue one, with a recently healed and oddly handsome Deadpool on mission to avenge the fallen heroes of the Marvel Universe. The story takes the same pattern as issue number one, primarily that being a slow progression of the main story, with interspersed with flashbacks of Deadpool interacting with various Marvel heroes throughout the various parts of the original Secret Wars. The main story doesn't really progress all that much over the course of the issue. Uh, as we start the issue, with Deadpool crossing a plane, he meets up with, fights, and then travels with the Lizard, and the issue ends with him and the Lizard walking into a futuristic city with purple robe clad people, almost like a religious vibe to it, but that's how it ends. That's all the main story progresses. Uh, the majority of the issue is flashbacks, and they show Deadpool interacting uh, at various points with people in the original, in the original Secret Wars. You've got uh, Deadpool interacting with the X-Men as they're discussing when he eat with Magneto. He fights with Spider-Man. Uh, he's with the Avengers as a mountain gets dumped on them and so forth. Uh, and later, he and the Avengers are being healed by a mysterious lady who we find out is the one who heals Deadpool and makes him so handsome. This issue ends with Deadpool and the mysterious lady uh, in a loving embrace as the image on the psychic shield that Deadpool found in the Wall of Shields showing Deadpool sadly holding on to her emaciated and apparently dead body. And that's the end of the issue. 
the next issue image on the last page shows what appears to be a black and white venom pool. So we can assume Deadpool's going to interact with Venom or with Spider-Man Venom in the next issue. Looking back at this issue, I think the issue suffers from the same problems that the first issue does, and that's what many comics nowadays do, is when you've got decompressed storytelling, smaller page counts per issue, and extended time between issues, it all leads to, in my opinion, the feeling that this story is going to read much better in a collective trade as opposed to a single 20-page issue every 30 days. You know, there are funny moments in the issue, usually related to Deadpool's irreverence and quips, when dealing with the X-Men and the Avengers, but we're two story, two issues in, and there really hasn't been much story progression. We don't know what the overall purpose is. We don't know how this is going to really relate to the original Secret Wars, because it seems to jump around so much. And I think that may be part of the problem is when you've got the original 12-issue Secret Wars trying to condense that in for four-issue miniseries and have it still be coherent. So the story, I mean, Cullen Bunsen writes some good Deadpool miniseries, but I think he's sort of hamstrung by the having to cram so much into a four-issue mini and still address everything and make it clear to the reader. Uh, for me, the art and the humor in this issue were the saving points, but the lack of story progression makes me keep this at a 2.5 clause. We'll see you back next month and see if Venom Pool uh, can raise the grade some. Take it easy, guys. All right. Thanks, Dave. Uh, yeah, that sounds about like what I expected. Um not a lot of story and a lot of a lot of jokes, a lot of poking fun at Secret Wars. I will say, uh, kind of makes me laugh a little bit. So this weird healer girl that Dave talks about. If you remember our uh, our Mega Flashback episode we did on the original Secret Wars, that is Zaji the healer. That's the same, uh, the self same alien that uh, Colossus fell in love with, and then went back to Earth and dumped Kitty Pride over. And now she's getting all fresh with Deadpool. So that two-timing skank. So we got sad, angsty, bad decision-making, out-of-character Colossus for nothing. I kind of like to think of this as a Colin Bunn's commentary on how dumb Jim Shooter's storytelling was. That's what I'm going to go with. So, uh, anyway, I want to thank both of our Secret Wars correspondents. Yeah, that's going to do it for this this episode's Secret Wars coverage. So, um, yeah, let's see what we got next. Okay, last up, we have our Wolverine Roundup. And Denise isn't here, but I'll give it my best. Yeehaw! That I can, and that was terrible. So, Denise, hurry back. <laughs> As soon as that party's over and get back in here. Um, anyway, we have uh, our Pussycat Sabretooth in Uncanny Avengers number five. This is written by Rick Remender with art by Daniel Acuna. Letters by VCs Clayton Cowles. And the cover is by Chris Anka, who I normally like. And honestly, the, our Uncanny Avengers on this cover look pretty cool. The High Evolutionary who granted is hard to make look cool and that's been kind of the miracle that Acuna's been pulling off in this series so far. Um, does not look cool. He looks really dumb. Like a really bad uh, reject from a Guar concert dancing on a tiny earth with uh, hot pink pyrotechnics behind him. He looks really dumb. <laughs> um, so I guess the cover overall is okay. But yeah, the Avengers look cool. Vision uh, looks pretty cool especially, but um, yeah, but front and center, you got you got dumb dancing high evolutionary. Hey, but that just goes to show that the next step in evolution is dance. Um, so we're gonna finish off our counter evolutionary story. Remember, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch went to a uh, counter Earth 
to try to find their origins, and everyone's fighting the high evolutionary. We start off with a flashback of Magneto visiting and revealing his fatherhood, which has now been retconned out of existence, but it's his once upon a time fatherhood to Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, and they're like, how do you expect us to make this better? No, it doesn't. He's like, no, I just, I know Quicksilver, you've been troubled, and I just want you to know that it's, it's my blood that makes you so angry. That was a pretty cool scene. Then we go, um, Vision is trying to be, um, coerced by his robot android wife Eve to go to a paradise to raise their millions of babies, but he wants to stay and help his friends. We do have a funny line from our old man Sabretooth, not to be ever be outdone by the little runt. They have old man Logan, we have old man Sabretooth. And he's fighting, and he's talking about how much he loves fighting, but shouldn't one of the, uh, smart people be making a plan? They always did back when he fought the good guys, so... Then, uh, more fighting that's really neither here nor there. Um, Sabretooth saves some, uh, mutant animal kids. That was pretty cool. Um, there's some good character moments, but the fighting in and of itself is, it's alright. Um, basically, High Evolutionary eventually leaves and says, you know what? You know, after giving all his evil, no one's good enough monologues, he, he... He speaks of the evolutionary war that is coming and how they wish they had him on their side. But he wasn't going to be on their side anyway, so I don't really get that part. Um, then, of course, Vision heals uh, Falcon Cat from his grief disease. And Scarlet Witch can't find uh, Simon's essence anywhere. And Vision says he got her real secret about her from uh, the High Evolutionary's files, but he, it would break Wanda to know the truth. So we know there's even more, like, to her origin than we're being given, more to her new retconned existence than we're made aware of, but Vision knows, and he kind of leaves it there. So the art's, again, really good. This is Acuna's uh, style fits this kind of story very well, so it looks good. The, the high evolutionary part of the story itself uh, ended up about where I expected. A remainder was not. He made it cool for a little bit, but at the end of the day, it's still just a stupid high evolutionary story. So if you like those, you might like it, but personally, I could care less, mostly. But there were really good character moments. Uh, kind of the flashback between Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver and Magneto. And kind of the lack of forgiveness, but the explanation for maybe some of their behaviors. Of course, Scarlet Witch, uh, Vision, and the struggle, like, he decides, I can't go be perfect, I want to hang on to my humanity, and that's full of, you know messed up stuff and <laughs> that's just part of part of the journey um and then quicksilver even coming to terms with like and he kind of used being magneto or having a super villain for a dad as a crutch to kind of make bad decisions and now he's he can't make excuses anymore now that uh, that's gone magneto's not his father he doesn't know what his origin is but it's it's time to, time to man up so the, the character moments are great the art's great the story is meh that all averages out to me for a grade of four out of six claws on Uncanny Avengers number five. And that is our Wolverine Roundup. Yeehaw! Terrible, terrible, sorry. Okay, so that's going to do it for this episode, uh, mostly Secret War stuff. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I want to thank our correspondents again. Of course, you can find them on Twitter. Georgie is at Tokyo Tranny Boy. And Dave is at it's that dave guy so go ahead and follow both those guys uh, it'll be well worth your while um definitely to, to give them a follow so just thanks again uh for doing some battle world secret wars correspondence out there in the the muckety muck of uh 
comics. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I don't know what will be next. I'm going to try to get a couple more things out before I leave for vacation. Um, so you'll have some stuff to listen to. Then when we get back from that, there will be um, just more Secret War stuff and uh, more flashback stuff. Well, we're coming right up to uh, the second Secret Wars. Mm, yeah, that ought to be uh, interesting. But um, yeah, so anyway, uh, please... Leave an iTunes review if you feel so inclined. Like the Facebook page. Twitter is at SnickCast. Email is SnickCast at Yahoo.com. Show notes and stuff are at SnickCast.Podbean.com. And that's about it. So until next time, hugs and snicks. Bye.